time to pray, time to seek your face. Is that good? Turn to the person next to you and say, nice to see you today. Well, it's a little windy out there, isn't it? If I was a few kilos lighter, I'd be flying around like Mary Poppins. Okay. Wow. Wonderful time this morning to worship God. Thank you, Lord, for this time today. Thank you, Lord, for what has been said and prayed and declared in this place. Give all the glory and honour in Jesus' name. Amen. A few years ago, we shared, it's almost a few years ago, a number of months ago, in fact, we shared almost to, to, to the day, 12 months ago, we were walking around Cradle Mountain, uh, the lake, Dove Lake, and doing a few other walks. And back at, as we arrived at the bus stop, we, we saw two, a couple there and our age, and we just started having a conversation with them. And then we invited them as we got onto the shuttle bus, we talked all the way, and then we invited them for a coffee and something to eat. And we started to build a friendship. Friendship's still quite strong. And uh, we thank God for that. And we thank God for what he wants to do in these beautiful people, people's lives. Friends, God has called us to connect. When we understand our sense of call and, and being and our purpose, just like what was happening early on, we're connecting with different stories that were going on. It's a wonderful space that God wants to minister and work. So we're praying for this relationship, that God will have his plan and purpose and that God will do and say what he needs to say and we believe for more relationships like that. The reality is that we are engaged in a life of constantly making decisions but also finding areas of where we connect. I think we're all used to that. Sometimes if you're going for a flight somewhere, uh, you've got connecting flights, maybe connecting trains. I've done that when I've had to go to Sydney that's fun. <laughs> I'm like Crocodile Dundee. I just get awestruck with where, where am I going? Uh, I'm not great at navigation, so Gabe's not there. Sometimes I'm ring, talking to Gabe and <laughs> finding out how to get to where I need to get to. In Sydney, they're quite good, actually. They're very, there's a lot of them around to help you get the right train. So life is filled with times where you and I are having to connect. And I get that. But what does it mean to connect as a church? What does it mean to connect as individuals, as, as Christians, as fellow, fellow disciples? Well, we're going to unpack that a little bit this morning, and I hope I can help do that. In fact, the Collins Dictionary, it's quite boring, actually, its definition. I should have found a more interesting one. It defines connection as a connection of relationships between two things, two people, or groups. Now, often what we do is we get confused with meeting people. So sometimes you can meet with people, and I can meet with people, but that doesn't mean there's a connection. It just means it's just a time where you've just gathered at the same space, and we're talking about things. I'm talking about a connection that God has called us to enter into. I believe as a church, I believe also as believers in this time, in these days, that God has anointed us to be connectors. And that's the whole idea, the whole mandate of the Great Commission is that we would go out and make disciples. And that goes to, speaks into this fact of connecting. Okay, let's have a look at the benefits of connecting 
And I want to share just three of them with you this morning. And I think that if you uh, can just take these on board, you will find that if you're feeling a little lonely, if you feel a little disconnected at the moment, we're going to speak into that. And I hope at the end of it, you'll be encouraged to just lean in to all that God wants to say to you. The first area of connection is power. It releases power. So our call to connect releases power. Now, I don't want to go too deep into the birds and the bees, but when a man and a woman and a husband and wife get together, friends, there's what we call connectedness. And that's powerful. So when a man and a woman, a husband and wife get together, and in that connectedness, a little bamboo that Beano sometimes comes up and pops up out of the equation. So there's a sense of our connectedness creates power. It is powerful. Not only do we learn that how powerful that is in that connectedness, but we also learn that it is the underlying social fabric of humanity. God has made us to connect, and he's teaching us that there is a release of power, this creative power that comes out of our connections. Adam was alone, and God made him a helper. I believe a better version of himself. Right, women? There you go, three people. The Godhead, the Trinity, also expresses this sense of connection and community very well. It is complete. We learn it is perfect and it is powerful. Friends, we need each other. And God has made us to be, in that sense, have need so that it causes us not to meet but to connect. And that out of those relationships and those engagements, those connections, life and power will emerge. We need God-fearing, faith-filled, spirit-encouraged people in our lives. Can you say an amen? We do. We absolutely do. So here's a thought you're going to see this come up, and I think it's in one of the pages just before. Connect is to see and be seen. How is that? Every time you connect, you see and you are seen. It says that you are to let each other know that we are not alone and we never will be. I think that's powerful. That's actually really deep. Think about it. To connect is to see and be seen. That's what we all want. That's why God has seated us with this desire to be seen and to see. And also that we would see each other and know that we are not alone and never will be. That's, just, that's deep. That's beautiful. That's precious. That's amazing. God's love for us through connection. Sometimes we can be in denial of connecting. We can choose not to connect. And I believe that then we're in denial of God's best for us. Hebrews 10.25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Do not neglect. It's a command. It's not an option. It's not an optional extra. Do not, do not forsake connecting. Do not lose our ability to connect. Do not forsake the assembling. Because I believe that connection breeds potential. And that's powerful. Who knows that potential is powerful? 
Who knows what God can do in our next relationship or situation? If we don't connect, then we're probably saying, in effect, that God, you are wrong and I am right. See, the Hebrew writer pulls no punches of how important and necessary it is to connect. In Hebrews 3, it says, Brothers and sisters, pay close attention so that you won't develop an evil or unbelieving heart that causes you to abandon the living God. Hebrews chapter 3 starts off with, listen and hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Look back at what happened to our fathers in the wilderness. Look what happened to them. They, they, they developed this unbelieving heart, this evil heart. And so it speaks into this. And then as we learn all about what happened there and many had to die out, we read here in verse 13, what is the antidote? Encourage each other every day. For as long as you can still say today, so that none of you will let the deceitfulness of sin harden your hearts. There's the antidote. Encouragement every day through our interrelationships and connections with one another that we are encouraged. You can, you can be here today and you may come and you may go and you've come out and you've gone home and you have not connected. You can choose that. You, you can be in a group, you can be in a small group or some type of group and still not forge away that sense of connecting. You have got to be intentional about this. There is power when we connect together in a faith environment, when we will for that to happen. It describes or at least what we just read of God's promises. And that's good advice. The benefit of our connections is more than just mutual encouragement in a fallen world. It provides a supernatural protection, which we're going to lead into, of kindness and care and compassion and admonishing and forgiveness. So number two, a call to a connect provides protection. Ecclesiastes 4.9 starts off and says, two are better than one. Who knows that? If you've got a job to do. Two are better than one. We are trimming one of the trees just around the house. It was brushing along the uh, house and the guttering. So when the wind is blowing, you hear this constant noise and it gets quite noisy. So we got the ladder out and two are better than one and Gabe had to hold the ladder. I did ask her to go up and do the job, but anyway, no, <laughs> I didn't. I go up on the top, near the top step, trying to reach and extend myself. Okay. <laughs> We used to have a number that comes up for a child if there was an emergency, like child 10. Mum, parents would know. No, I think everything's okay there. I think they're having some fun. If you don't know, I think they're having some fun. Neryl is out there. They'll be having fun. Come on. Two are better than one because uh, they have a good return for their labour. Uh, I want to open that door and just burst in there. Ah! I'm so tempted to do that. If either of them falls down, then one can help the other up. But pity the one who falls and has no one to help them up. It's great protection there. It's a great understanding of God providing us in a place where we have helpers. We have people who see us and we can be seen and also see who are around about us. Friends, life will get difficult. 
The Christian life is a difficult life. And I'm going to ask you, who's got your back? Who's connected to you? Who knows what's happening in your life, in your circumstances, in your battles? Who is joining with you in prayer? We can all get so easily discouraged. How many times has my heart been, I think, evil? Has my heart been unbelieving and, and, and not trusting God? And the people around about us do the journey with us and they encourage us. And they stir us up and they remind us of the things that God has spoken and has given to us. We all need mutual encouragement. Who is helping you? Who is praying for you? Who is believing with you? Who is your faithful friend? Remember when David fled to the caves of Dullam, that King Saul had gone a bit mad, a bit crazy, and David was in fear of his life. His life was under threat. It was really serious. And you've got to wonder of all the promises that are going on. And he's having to flee and get out of town, get out of Dodge and go somewhere and hide. Everything that he'd thought that God had said and was doing was like on the line. And what happened, David's mighty men came and joined with him and their families. And they stayed with him. They had his back. These, these were great, fierce warriors. They were the sort of people you just did walk anytime, anywhere, in the night, day, wherever. They were good people to have around. When I go to the footy, uh, there were many times, particularly see a Collingwood game, um, I had to make sure I bring my bigger friends with me. It's really cool. Uh, there's been a couple of close calls, but anyway, we got through. Not saying anything against the Collingwood supporters, but maybe I am. <laughs> I'm a North Melbourne supporter, maybe that's on me. It is true that sometimes the church hasn't been what it's called to be. It has a lot to answer for. A place where once we feel where there was great acceptance and understanding, where the highest degree of love, care and warmth should be exhibited and displayed. But friend, be warned, if you are not regularly connecting with other faith-filled believers, it is because maybe you are allowing your hurt and your pain to redefine you. Don't put a target on your back with the enemy. Don't be out there all alone waiting for the enemy to come in and attack. Remember, connect is to see and be seen, to let each other know that we are not alone and that we will never be. So powerful. The Bible emphasises the idea of Christian connection and fellowship with one another so that we may strengthen each other and encourage one another and in a sense be there for one another. 1 Thessalonians 5 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as you are doing. Romans 12, 10 says, Be devoted. It speaks of be friendly, showing mutual affection for one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. This is God's heart. And there's great protection in that. When we are known, when people know us, there's great protection. Who knows, you've ever had a call? I've had those calls where some, a friend just calls you, says, how are you doing? I've just been thinking about you. I've just been praying about you. I've been praying for you. You've been on my heart. Who wants those friends in your life? I do. I want those friends. I want them to, to be invested. And same with myself, ringing and texting and connecting. I've got a mate at the moment who's going through a journey and uh, it's not, not good. 
It's not been, been a lot of fun. And texting and just calling and checking in and just having conversation with him. Sam, how you doing? How you going? How's the family? I don't know who else is doing that with him, but that's what I need to do. Paul deals harshly with two people, Hermanius and Alexander, and it says that he handed them over to Satan. He announced that he'd removed them from the fellowship, removed them from any sense of connecting in with the local church at Ephesus. So friends, it's so important that when we are connecting that it protects us, provides spiritual protection as much as anything. In Jeremiah 31, it says, Long ago the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love, with an unfailing love. Listen to this. I have drawn you to myself. God ultimately wants us to be connected to him. There's great safety in that. There's great wellness with that. Connecting to God is God's invitation for all those with open hearts. He draws us to himself. Jesus modelled what this looks like as well. In Ephesians 1, 4, it says, even before he made the world, God chose us and loved us in Christ with a, with, but to be holy, sorry, and without fault in his eyes. He chose us. You are chosen. We're learning about this called series, about God loves us so much. And that, that we know in that connection as we grow in our love for him, that it just permeates everything that we do. We start to talk to neighbours. We start to talk to people. Let me tell you what happens when you disconnect. You die a slow spiritual death. It's like the hot coal that's just pulled out of the fire or away from the other coals and it slowly gets cold. It doesn't take much though to get that coal and throw it back in the fire and watch it glow again. Doesn't take much at all. Number three, to connect is a call to connect provides personhood. There's a lot in this. It's quite deep, but I don't want to, to make it too deep for you. But we need to understand the concept of personhood. It is crucial for understanding what it is to be human. In 1 Corinthians 12, 2, it says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each of you has a part to play. Christian scholar Oliver O'Donovan, in his book, Begotten or Made, on the subject of Christian ethics, says this, we discern persons only by love, by discovering through interaction and commitment that this human being is irreplaceable. Think of yourself as you read that. There's no one like you. There's no double. Even twins are different, even though they may look the same. There's different personality. Let me read that to you again. We discern persons only by love, by discovering through interaction and commitment that this human being is irreplaceable. Again, it's highlighting for us the truth that the other is a person and, and can only, only be known through discovery, not observation. And that's what happens. When we, when we connect, we are known through discovery, not through observation, not through distance, 
not in a sense of unrelatedness. How powerful is that? You know that, I know that. Knowing and being known are discovering our close-knit phrases and phases, I mean, of connection. Every person has immeasurable worth in God's eyes, an infinite intrinsic value that it must be acknowledged. This is the essence of biblical personhood. Throughout his life and ministry, we see that Jesus modelled and displayed various expressions of his personhood. Firstly, connecting with the Father, connecting with individuals and groups, and most significantly, connecting to humanity. We see how he gave attention to the Father and then to those around him. Think of John the Beloved, the one that Jesus loved. Then there was the three, James, Peter, and John. Then we read of the 12 and of the 70 disciples and then the crowds. Jesus made his person known as God the Son. They could see, touch, interact, know, laugh, cry, engage. The heart of the gospel is connection. Jesus is connecting humanity back to the Father. The Holy Spirit connects us to each other. For togetherness and the Father provides this salvation through Jesus that connects heaven and earth. Divinity with humanity. Friends, redemption is the restoration of everything that was taken in the fall and because of sin of mankind and because of that original sin, we lost our capacity and the ability to want to connect. See, what we get to experience on Sunday is more than just fellowship or a meeting. We bring a shared witness of belonging and connection. Sundays are about a bigger picture, about our faith connections, our witnessing, our worship, celebratory life together. In August last year, the ABC reported in Australia found that one in six people feel are feeling severely, not feeling, feeling severely lonely. And apparently the highest number of these at least socially connected are our neighbours. <laughs> Talking this morning about neighbours. And that's why we have groups that, where people can connect in. Not just on a Sunday where we have this moment, but throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the days, the months. We need it. Because there's power in our connection. There's protection in our connection. And there we get to find and discover our personhood in connecting. Sometimes people say, well, I don't feel connected or I don't, I don't feel people know me. Well, it might not be them that are the problem. Maybe it's you just willing to be vulnerable enough and exposed enough, desperate enough, needy enough, hoping enough that people would dare to like you or love you. Thank God for the connections. We're talking about giving thanks and having a heart of appreciation. I thank God for the connections in my life. What's the cure for this loneliness? It's connection. In Psalm 68, it says, God sets the lonely in families. 
He leads out the prisoners with singing. That's pretty cool. But the rebellious live in the sun-scorched land. In Ephesians, we learn that God is making us all one family. And further adds that belonging to God's family is pivotal and central to our connecting with God. In 1 Corinthians 12, it says, and there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. In other words, we need each other. We need to understand how important it is to connect. You will not fully discover your person and who you are without risking being betrayed and hurt, being disappointed, yes, but risking it all to connect. We live in a disconnected world, friends. COVID highlighted that. Our connections have lost common importance. Christians particularly have fallen to losing or giving up on this virtue of connectedness. Numbers are still down, stats are still down since COVID of people connecting. And more people are choosing what we're calling now, it's calling a hybrid church model, which is based basically in person and online. And so they've set up online ministries and pastors and, and all that sort of thing. But friend, you can only be seen and see when you're in person. And who knows, when we're doing all those onlines and Zooms, it was tiring, it was exhausting. Psychologists said it's because as much as you have a screen or whatever you're looking into, it doesn't replace the ability to want to be in person and be seen. We have to fight that sometimes. I enjoy my own company. I love my own company. I'm a bit weird, I get that. Don't put your hand up if you're a bit like that. But I'm like that. I know there's a, I know there's a few around like that. I enjoy it, but also enjoy being with people. And God help, has enabled me to do that as well. I don't want to be rude. So life is about being known, finding your place, being found, and looking for ways to participate in other people's stories. Life at its best is an accumulation of deep and meaningful relationships they mutually benefit one or the other Proverbs 13:20 says walk with the wise <clears throat> and what be wise so I want to announce something to you just this morning as we we get ready to close this and that is the thought that we've had life groups I don't know how long we've had these these groups in the church existing by way of life group by the term and description but we're going to do a soft launch today by announcing that we will do a hard launch, which means we'll do a big day and celebration service. But we're going to change the idea of life groups to the focus of connect groups. And I think it's pivotal in this season of time that when people are connecting amongst, amongst, amongst each other, but even as those who are new understand that we can say, hey, we want you to connect with us and we're going to find a connect group for you, or we're going to raise up or start up a new group, a connect group. And what we're saying is we want to connect with you. Yeah, we want to do life with you. We want to invest in you. We want you to invest in us. And so I think that's really exciting. Remember, to connect is to see and be seen. To let each other know we are not alone 
never will be. That's powerful. I think you need to take a photo of that. I'll send you the slides. I'm sending people slides. Let me just, just put it on your toilet door. Put it, I don't know, on your wardrobe. Or put it on some door. Put it as you open up the food pantry and just see that. Say, so am I connecting? Am I at that place where I can connect so that I can see and be seen? And then I'm at a place where I can uh, let each other know that we are not alone and that we never will be. That is powerful. That is Christian love. That is God's love. Connect groups facilitate relationships and environments and places for everyone to belong. Particularly when we learn of welcoming new people. Get connected. How easy is it to say, get connected, get connected. Are you in a connect group? Are you in a connect group? Where's your connection? Where's your connect group? How are you connected? How can we connect with you? If you're a new believer and you just give your life to Jesus, we're going to connect with you and we'll have groups that will run and start up that will help and cater for those who are new. These groups need to be organic in their nature. Pastorally caring fellowship while establishing a way where everybody can connect at a fresh and deep level. And we understand that connection is, is priority. Not just meeting, connection is talking about God together. It is about investing in each other, is asking questions and helping them to grow each other in that space of relationship. Otherwise, it's just a meeting. Connect groups become the journey in themselves. They grow us, they stretch us, they empower us. We learn, we discover, we heal, we grow. That is the nature of a cell structure. A cell does not exist. You've got many cells in your body for itself. But for the other cells collectively to thrive. Connection is all about our love and God's love working in us and sharing that with others in a safe space. Remember Jesus, he speaks about the Holy Spirit as the advocate, the comforter, the encourager, the counsellor and friend. How wonderful is it that God is wanting to show us that he wants to connect with us in all these ways? As I close, one of the most beautiful parts of the Christian life is that we have the privilege of walking in deep relationship with the Holy Spirit every single day, receiving his love, giving him our love, learning from him, growing in him, communicating with him and being moulded by him increasingly into the likeness of Jesus. We get to connect with him. We can know with certainty that as we remain in Jesus, he remains in us and he will never leave us. Friends, connecting with God grows our love for him. I close with these questions. In 1 John 4, 17, it says, and we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So what are some of the areas that you would like to grow deeper in your connection with God today? Are you walking with God? Have you got an issue with God? Have you got an offence with God? Or someone? We all have them. I remember before I went into children's ministry, I was in a, we were in a season where I just didn't want to talk to God. I remember driving here, parking in the car, and, and I just didn't, I was as angry with God and I'm going to church. 
I was angry. There was just stuff going on and I was just was not interested. And the pastor there, uh, he caught on to some things. We had a conversation. And in that moment, God spoke to me. That day, that service, God spoke to me powerfully, unexpected. I was there, dragged along almost. I wasn't, but could have been. Are you allowing yourself to be known? Are you protecting yourself? Do people actually know you, who you really are? Are you connecting to the point where you can see and be seen? Have you considered the connect group? Life group to connect group. Have you allowed yourself to be connected? Have you allowed yourself to know others? Not just what I can get, but what can I give? And have you asked the Lord what he desires of you this year? I've asked the Lord what he desires of us this year. This is part of that message. I believe he is saying to us loud and clear, UBC, connect with me. I believe God is inviting us to experience more of him this year as we go through these interesting times in which we live. Friend, we need each other. We need each other. We are stronger. This is a celebration. This is a declaration and a witness of our love and faith that we hold together. This should encourage you. Let me pray.